Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino here, and we have a special episode of the podcast here today. Of course, everybody in the Survivor community is uh, devastated to hear about the loss of Keith Nail this past week, and so I thought it would be a good spot to get a chance to talk to some of the Survivor players who uh, got to uh, have a experience on Survivor with Keith Nail. And the first person I reached out to is this person who's on the line with me. Kelly Wentworth is here, played in two different seasons of Survivor with Keith Nail. Kelly, how are you? Hi, Rob. Thanks for having me. I wish we were talking under different circumstances, yes, but I am sure. happy to be here and uh, talk about Keith Nail, such a special character, such a wonderful person inside and outside of the game. So um, I'm happy that you... Uh, invited me and we can just remember Keith through all the good times that we saw on our TV screens. Yeah, I know. It's uh, so uh, sad. You know, we nobody knew uh, that this was like a possibility of uh, this happening. It was so out of nowhere. And I just think that people have such fond memories of him that I just think that he is like one of like the least polarizing survivor figure ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you tell me you're someone who does not like Keith Nail, then mm-hmm. I would say, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> Keith is just so a fun, a funny person. He was basically a comedian without even meaning to be one. I feel like what fans saw of Keith on television was his true authentic self. I mean, he was one of those people when Jeff Probst says, be yourself. We want to know who you are. We, we want to see you and just be who you are on Survivor. That is Keith to a T. And uh, even in some of the fun, you know, funnier moments of gameplay, right? Because some people would say, oh, Keith wasn't the, maybe the best strategist, but gosh, you know, you just loved him because of his attitude and his authenticity. And um, yeah, very unexpected and, and really devastating. So yeah, yeah, big loss for the community for sure. And you would say in your time with him that like what we saw on television was a good representation of what he was really like. Yes, absolutely. The funny thing about Keith, one of the best things is that, you know, Keith, he liked to be involved in the conversations. He liked to be a part of the strategy, but it wasn't his main focus. You know, the main focus for Keith was having this awesome experience of Survivor and just being out there. And he would be the one who was gathering the the firewood or cleaning the fish, you know, when Joe got back with them or whoever was out there fishing. And a lot of times, and I'm even going, I've gone back now and I'm watching um, Second Chance. It seems like a, a, a good opportunity to do that and kind of remember all these things. But there's some scenes you'll notice where it seems like the entire tribe is together, but Keith won't be in the shot. And that's because a lot of times he just kind of be standing off to the side, just kind of just like looking off. I don't know what he was thinking about or what he was doing, but he was just kind of always like living in the moment of the game that he felt he wanted to play. I don't even know if if I'm able to explain it correctly, but he was just always doing what he wanted to do, right? Like he was never feeling like I have to do something because this person is coming up with this move or, you know, he just always had a smile, had a joke. He was just so... Mm-hmm. had such a pure heart and he's just really fun to play with. He was just very funny. Like everything he did, he just walked around in his boots with his jeans without a shirt on with his little like walking stick. 
And you just be like out like in the jungle and you'd be like, what is Keith doing? But no one questioned it, right? That was just Keith. He's just like patrolling the land. He's mm-hmm. just checking out what's over here. Like, just doing his thing. So um, yeah, he was, he was great. What you saw is exactly the person that he was. Yeah, it must have been such a unique experience to go through in San Juan del Sur as like a first time player to go through it with a family member. And I kind of feel like that you all must have been like close on a different level where, you know, you not only knew the person, but you also like knew a member of their family very well, like as like the, you know, the season went on and like coming out of that season, like I feel like you probably all like uh, really had like maybe like a, a better sense of each other. Yeah. I think that's also what brought me so close to Keith in the second chance season, because we both experienced a season that was different from other people, right? Like he played with his son. I played with my dad. So in a way we were kind of the same. So when I didn't have my dad on second chance, it was almost like Keith and I were kind of that pair Obviously, I'm not Keith's daughter, right? But, you know, we just kind of had that, like, I don't know. It was just this cool relationship. It was just a cool friendship. And definitely playing with a loved one, you know, playing Survivor just as a single person just by yourself is very hard. But then when you add in the layer of a loved one, it's it's very difficult. And it's something that nobody understands unless you've, you know, you've played with somebody that you're close to. So Mm -hmm. I wasn't as close to Keith in Second Chance because... I think I was just, we were all just kind of trying to gain our footing and figure out this survivor thing and how does this work. But in second chance, definitely we didn't start on the same tribes, but then when we ended up on the swap together and then continued obviously through the merge and got very close near the end and were allies, it was, um, it was great. Yeah. I'm, I'm really happy that we had all that time together for sure. Yeah. Do you have any favorite memories uh, that you had with Keith during your time on survivor? Oh my gosh. I mean, other than him, just, just always having these funny little comments about everything. <laughs> it's just like, he would always be there. This was something funny to say, but I think one of my favorite things, and I have talked about this before, but Keith just had this, this genuine heart. Like we've talked about, right? Like he just, he didn't want to lie to people. He didn't really want to deceive people. I think that's kind of why he just hung back and was just more of that like chill player. And I remember on the night that everyone was voting for me, I, the previous vote, I had voted with the majority so that I was still in good standing with Keith and Joe. And I'm kind of taking you back to the game, but mm-hmm. we had made a pact on Takeo for five of us to pick together. And Joe and Keith were a part of that along with Sierra and Cass. And so I voted with them. And so I feel like even though Keith voted against me, wait, hold on, I'm going back. I voted with them on the cast vote. So then moving to the next vote, Cass, Keith voted against me, but before we went to vote, I still had a good relationship with Keith. And I looked at Keith and I was like, Keith, like, who are you voting for tonight? Because I, I knew that if yeah. Keith was voting for me or Joe was voting for me, then everyone was voting for me. And this is just classic Keith, right? Like instead of keeping it to himself, like he shared with me by writing in the sand, he started to write my name with his big, long walking stick. Like he started to write Kelly. And I just looked at him and he looked at me and we just kind of had this understanding. Like he, I knew he was voting for me and he knew that he was telling me that and what was I going to do with that information? So I just think like that, right? That's just Keith. Like he could have kept it to himself. He could have been, you know, lied to me and whatever, but he, in his own Keith special way, was giving me a warning of like how- Yeah, like, he was I'm looking out for you. for you. Which means other people. Yeah, exactly. 
And um, I think that just speaks to who he is as a person and how we play the game. And so I love that one. And then also just um, just when we run to KO together, we just be hanging out, swinging in the hammocks. Just I think just all these fun moments. You can't even really talk about every single thing, but I think just living with him and experiencing the game with him was just very. It just made it very fun. He just made it very easy and uh, a really really special person, a special uh, survivor character, but also just a, a special person just in life in general. What's kind of funny though is that even though Keith and I were really only friends inside the game, right? I didn't see Keith outside of the game. I never, you know, went down to Louisiana. I never saw him at a a charity event. But I do feel like I was still very close to him in the game. Like there's just something about Survivor when you spend so much time with somebody, Mm -hmm. when you become friends, it feels like you've been friends for longer than 20 days or 40 days or 50 days, however long you play together. Because you are together. For, for so long, just over and over, you know, 24 hours, 48, like it just continues on. And then you also just kind of go through this almost traumatic experience. I don't want to call Survivor traumatic, mm-hmm. but you just go through something that most people wouldn't understand. You just do form a very close bond. So I did feel very close to Keith. And and uh, although I wouldn't say we were like amazing friends where we saw each other all the time outside the game, I would definitely say if I ever were to see Keith outside the game, it would just be like old friends just you know, reconnecting. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool that way in the way that Survivor brings people together. Did Keith have any kind of relationship with your dad? Gosh, I'm trying to think. So Keith started on a who not They were on the opposite tribes, with, right? Yeah, opposite tribes. And then my dad would have spent time with Keith when we swapped. Mm-hmm. So maybe five or six days. Um, yeah. But they're almost the same age. I mean, in, in a lot of ways, they reminded me of each other. Just kind of that, like, outdoorsy person. Um, just, yeah, just all good people, you know, Rob? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kelly, is there anything else that you want people to know about Keith that might be listening? Gosh, it's just, this whole thing is just heartbreaking. and And I think you know, if everyone can just keep the nail family in in their thoughts and, and I, I can only imagine this is incredibly difficult time for, for everybody. So I'm just happy that Keith was a part of my survivor experience and that I was able to meet him and do some really cool things together. Um, we had some awesome rewards together. If you remember the tuk tuk when he got on that, we, we had this cool thing where we went and, and stayed overnight in the temples and he yes. brought me on that. And one thing I haven't talked about, actually, this is a big one, and I can't believe I haven't talked about it, but if you knew Keith, you knew about Big D. Yes. Okay. That's his wife. And I remember the first time Keith mentioned Big D, and I was like, wait a second. What are we talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, who's, what, what's Big D? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, your wife, your wife. Okay. But that's just Keith. That's so, you know, he's just so funny. And um, I remember he talked about her so much on Second Chance when we were out there. And when I won the the reward challenge for the family visit, he was the first person that I picked because not only was I close to him, but I just knew how much that meant to him to be able to see Big D and spend that family visit with her. And so I'm just, again, another memory. I'm just so happy we had that because we all went to camp. And I just remember we were all like laughing and eating like hot dogs and barbecuing and the family was there and 
just again one of those yeah. really cool moments. So I feel like I kind of went off there, but um, no, I just that's want I mean that's great because I mean uh, you, I you mean, know. You know, you all have like, uh, you know, a family that's intertwined uh, from these survivor mm -hmm. seasons. So uh, great to be able to bring uh, Big D into that. Kelly, um, thank you for making some time <laughs> yes. to, uh, you know, t share some memories about Keith. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And, um, you know, just the, the survivor community. Lots of good ones. So um, I hope he's, you know, he's up there riding his tuk-tuk around, you know, getting, <laughs> getting all his buddies together as he said he would. Mm -hmm. And uh, just, uh, you know, up there having a, a good old time as he would. I wouldn't expect anything else. So thanks for having me, right. Rob. I appreciate it. Thank you, Kelly. All right, it's really great to have another person here with us who played two seasons with Keith, of course, in San Juan del Sur and Second Chances. Jeremy Collins is here. Jeremy, um, wish it was under better circumstances. How are you doing? What's going on, Rob? This is Yeah, this one's a tough one, man. It, this is not a good day for uh, the survivor community and and for the male family, this is a rough one, man. This sucks. Yeah. I know you and Keith, you know, had this bond, of course, that, you know, you both were firefighters and then you both play in these uh, two seasons together. So uh, that you had this unique connection with him. Yeah. So, so like, so me and Keith, I, in two seasons, I don't even know if we've ever been on the same page for a, a vote or right. anything like that. But we would, uh, like, we would, Ne nothing was ever personal with us. Everything was all gameplay. And we would sit by the fire and, you know, two firefighters, actually it was three firefighters for, for a couple of times, but for it would be two fire, you know, including West. West. Yeah. But yeah, but it would be two firefighters keeping the fire going all night and just talking and just hanging out. And like his, his, our, our connection was, was not even Survivor. Our connection, because we, we were so far apart in Survivor. Yeah. But our connection was uh, the fire department and our love for our wives, our mm -hmm. love for our family. Like, we just had that bond and we had a mutual respect for each other because of each other's family. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this, yeah, this sucks, man. Yeah. Do you have any memories of uh your time that you spent out there uh with keith that you feel like would be nice to share with people yeah i mean aside from you know just like us hanging out by the fire talking fire talk you know what i mean talking about fire firefighter and and firehouse talk um when at the family visit when when uh big d came out and val yeah. came out and everything like that whole that whole afternoon and that night afterwards, like just the glow on everybody. And like, you talk to Keith about big D and he just like, if you remember on, on the show when he's like, I'm ready, I'm ready. And you could see the tears, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And the only time Keith, you know me, I cry all the time out there, but the only time Keith cried was when he was talking about big D and family. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. uh, when 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 Wes went to uh, when Wes beat him in the challenge, and yeah. he's like, you know, he's like, he got all emotional about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, uh, man, that yeah, that's a good dude, man. That's too bad, yo. Too young. 
You know, Jeremy, I always think about how he, you know, talked about, you know, Survivor, you know, uh, he, he didn't think Survivor was fun. It wasn't like going on a cruise. It wasn't like uh, fishing. Did, did he seem like he was enjoying uh, himself most of the time when he, you were out there with him? I, it's, uh, when we were out there, Keith always like did his own thing. There was a, one one on Second Chances. There was one time when... Uh, it was Tasha and Cass were going at it. And it was like the biggest brawl. And they were arguing with each other and it got loud. And it was it was like juicy. You know what I mean? Like, this is great television. It's great for the game. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is going to be good for anybody on the bottom type stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I would see Keith. I saw Keith get up and grab a stick and walk behind it. And I remember looking like through the, the the fight that was going on and watched him walk off. And I was like, Keith, where's he going? You know, Keith is leaving where we got, this is great stuff right here. You can, you, you're missing out on all this stuff. And Keith would just, oh, I ain't messing with that. I'm going to do my thing. And he wanted no part of the drama. He was just out there to to play the game and, and try to bring some money home to Big D. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. Did you ever have any times with him that you hung out outside of Survivor? Um, you know what? I don't think like, you know, after Survivor ends, I usually come home and I go back to work and I don't really do many, you know, many of these uh sure. Uh, what's it called? Like, the you functions, know, functions, yeah. Any the functions, you know, the get-togethers. I don't really do many. Every t- every once in a while I do them in Boston, but that's about it. So like I don't think I've even seen Keith since the finale of of our last season. Mm-hmm. Um, I I know I like we'll go back and forth every once in a while on like you know Snapchat or something. But even then, it's mostly West. Like yeah, I mostly Keith talk was to on West Snapchat. Keith. Well, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't West. Uh, Keith on Snapchat. Maybe it was just yeah. West on Snapchat. But you know, I go back and forth on on social media or whatever with them guys and. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I don't think I, I don't think I've ever like hung out with him outside the game, mm-hmm. except you know, except for when we get when we got voted out on uh in our first season on season on San Juan de Sur and on Ponderosa, I got him so drunk, <laughs> I got him lit up. It was the funniest thing. I said, Keith. Come on, man. I got a beer for you. And I gave him a beer and I just kept giving him beers. He didn't know where they, that he, like he thought, he didn't realize that every time he picked up a beer that it was full. He thought he just kept drinking the same one. You know what I mean? <laughs> and But I made sure it was never empty. And every time, and he was, he the next day, he was like, I'm not messing with you no more, man. I was so drunk last night. And, and uh, Wes had to take him the West had to take him back to his room and he passed out, man. I was like, oh, that, so that was the only time I really hung with the guy. You know what I mean? But I got him loaded. That's probably why he wouldn't want to hang with me after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so wild times at the uh, San Juan del Sur Ponderosa. Yeah, that was fun. We had some fun times back then. Is there anything else that you would want people to know about Keith that they might not know from just seeing him on uh, TV across the two seasons? I mean, I think with Keith, you, you see, you, he, you know, he is what he is. You know, you, you, what you see is what you get with Keith. He's, he's really a, 
just a, a, a good dude. He's funny. And just a, a, a straight up failing man. I'm I'm so sad for him because he just retired a few years ago. And I feel like as a firefighter, you need more time than that. Like you work your whole life on the job. And then what you want to do is you want to have a long life after the department. And and I it just sucks for him that. And I feel so bad that he wasn't able to really enjoy a long life after the fire department. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the only thing. I mean, but what, but Keith is Keith, man. Everybody, like, I, I posted one picture of him on Twitter and it just went crazy. And everybody's like, oh, I love Keith. And he he's so genuine and funny. And he is. Like, everybody, like, that's Keith. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's, that's just who he is. He's just a, a, a regular stand-up guy and he's a, a family man. And... Yeah, just a nice guy, man. It's just too bad. Yeah. Did Val have any memories of uh, when she was uh, uh, with Keith? Oh, when she went, um, when when I sent them to the uh, mm-hmm. that island. I don't even remember the island. Um, <laughs> <It's> exile. <laughs> yeah. Exile. Was it exile? Yeah. When they went to exile. Um, well, actually, no. She said that. She said that Keith wasn't the best person to go with. <laughs> she was like, I wish you sent me with. With uh, who was it? With uh, Reed or something? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> at least Reed knows how to like kill crabs and stuff. She said that <laughs> that, <laughs> that uh, Keith didn't do anything out there. But um, I don't know. Like she just, you know, like I don't know. She didn't really give me any uh good mm-hmm. good stories about Keith out there. But yeah, just you know, that's who he is. You know, Keith is just a regular guy. Yeah. What was he like going through, like getting voted back onto the show? Did you like? Uh, did he talk at all about that? Because it feels like that for he he was just you know somebody who like he didn't like seek this out. You know, Wes did, and he sort of like was like a reluctant person to come along with that. And then he's thrust into like a social media campaign, which is totally like outside of his element. Um, it must have been just like uh, such like a like a wild uh change from his everyday life yeah i mean i think he was you know west tried to get on and and he kind of just took the reins from took the reins from west and and you know became america's sweetheart you know what i mean and and they uh even on second chance i don't think he even was like looking to get back on mm-hmm. second chance but when his name came up he was you know, ready he was to ready go. to go. Give it, give it one more, tr- one more try. We talked. I remember we talked one time about it when we got on the island, and we. Were, I think it was even on a little bit. It made air about us, like, hey, listen, like, we're gonna let bygones be bygones about last season. Let's just play and have fun together, and this and that. So, I mean, I just think he was just like just going for the ride, you know. Yeah. I don't think he. Uh, yeah, he wasn't really in it for like fame or anything no. like that and or being you know he was in it for 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 a little bit of money and and uh in it for the ride you know yeah all right well jeremy thank you for making some time to uh share some memories about keith i, I you know can hear in your voice uh how broken up you are about the whole situation yeah this one hurts yo this one hurts yeah this one is not a, a problem. He, uh, all the people like i i don't i don't talk to a lot of survivors, you know, like there's a, a a few people that I still keep in touch with and, and some of them that I don't talk to because, 
you know, like when it gets when we when you're out there and it gets personal, like I don't take that kindly. You know what I mean? Like this is a game we play the game and and everything should be left on the field. And when you make it personal, like then I, I don't really have any tickets for you. But Keith, no matter what, we never really worked together that much. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it was always left on the field. Yeah. You know, and then I respected that so much of that dude. All right, well, Jeremy, uh, thank you again for making the time to do this. Uh, best to you and Val and the family and uh, hope to talk to you under better circumstances soon. Thanks, man. Hey, hey, go get checked too, man. Everybody needs to go get checked for, uh, like we got a big cancer screening thing going for the fire department. So uh, everybody go get checked. Go, go try to catch it before it gets too far. You know what I mean? Yeah. Great message. Thank you, Jeremy. All right, man. All right, I have with us a woman that got to spend a lot of time with Keith in his first season. Natalie Anderson is here. Uh, Natalie, thanks for coming on to share some thoughts about Keith. Of course, of course. Um, Yeah, Keith was near and dear to my heart. And uh, although we were so different for some reason on the beach, we just got along and got each other's humor. And he really was this like source of like, like lighter, chill attitude on the beach because sometimes it gets so serious and Keith, for some reason, always brought laughter and like just like this, like these funny moments that help us, helped all of us kind of get through that season. So yeah, I'm glad to be here and just share some stories and just kind of pay tribute to how awesome he was and just kind of remember him in an awesome, like fun way. Yeah. Um, Natalie, what was your first impression of Keith when you met him? Uh, well, Keith and Wes, like when they showed up, they had lost their, uh, they broke off, lost their flint yep. the night before. And when we were all lined up, um, and they just came across like just super lighthearted, not taking it seriously, which I think a lot of people at San Juan del Sur were. <laughs> Most of us were just like, all right, let's go. What's this all about? You know? And, um, yeah, he just seemed like a cool guy and he gave me like those those like dad vibes. And I would always tell him like, you're my survivor dad because, um, you know, he's like close in age to my dad. And, uh, yeah, that was my first impression. It was just like a funny, nice guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. What was he like around the camp? Keith was like super chill. Um, I think that he was like always looking for some way to like make a joke and like me and him just meshed really well. Like I said, even though we were so different, we just got each other and we were just there for each other. We also hated some of the same people on the tribe, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Um, and we liked to work hard. And so we bonded through that where me and him would be working hard on the beach. And when we saw people that were just kind of straggling around, not doing anything, we would always give up each other like this head nod and be like, what a bunch of idiots, you know, like we're stuck with these lazy people out here. And he was just a hard worker. It's just like how he is. And I'm also a really hard worker. So I think we, um, around camp, we would always be busy. And um, we bonded through that too, I think. Yeah. Do you have any fun stories about uh, your time with Keith that uh, you might be able to share? <laughs> I mean, I think the infamous line from our season, like stick to the plan yeah. was Keith's like biggest moment and how that went down was so amazing with Reed. Um And I think one of my, like, obviously trying to make the girls, convince the girls to keep me instead of Keith was my biggest, like, hurdle of that season. Um, 
because he was like, I knew if I went to the final with him because there was like a bunch of dudes on the on the jury, it would be a way tougher battle. So I remember being so sad that I had to vote him off, like get the girls, Jacqueline and Missy to vote him off. But being like, if I don't vote him off, I'm not guaranteeing myself a win. Um, and riding it out till the end, you know, this like underdog kind of just showed up and then played so well and was able to compete on challenges. Um, I just remember always being like nervous of what he was going to do and kind of keeping Keith in the loop, but then being like, I can't tell him too much. And we did work together on a couple of votes, you know, which was awesome. Uh, but I think stick to the plan is probably my favorite, favorite moment of the season with him. Um, and also me and him sticking, uh, on that, on that one challenge where everybody dropped and Keith was uh, hung in there with me and Reed for a while and showed his like grit and his strength, even though he was one of the older guys on the beach, you know? Mm-hmm. When uh, the whole stick to the plan thing happened, did did you all know it was like a big moment in the real time? No, I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal um, once it happened because, uh, but I knew he was doing the most and I was like, oh my God, like this is like, but in a way, it helped me out because it was Reed's worst nightmare and I wanted Reed to go home that day anyway. Um, so uh, it was just epic. Him, he, the way he did things and the way he just like at the end, he just didn't give a shit. Like he was just doing what he felt like he needed to do. And, and uh, you know, I respected that towards the end. Yeah. What about Keith just like uh, being like on the show? Like when you all like go through it for the first time and then you are like watching the show on television, like what did he, do you remember him having like any reaction to like being like uh, a person on television? Uh, Not really. I feel like he was like, he, a lot of people were really drawn to him and my parents even met him only once in Sri Lanka. And when I told my mom and dad, like they were they were heartbroken because he was able to just connect. My parents connected with him and, and his wife. Um, I don't think I had like a, a reaction to what he would be on TV. I just knew he was like so unique and so different from everybody out there. And our season was like actually really unique cast. Um, and I think that's why it was such a polarizing season because we brought so many different personality traits to the, uh, to the table. Natalie, is there anything else that you want to make sure that uh, people know or understand about Keith? Yeah, you know, like like I said, we were so different and Keith probably had never met a girl like me. But towards the end, the bonds that we had created, and that's like the amazing part of Survivor, right? You're around people that you never thought you would get to be around and not only just be around, but create these bonds that like last forever. When I saw him for Wes's wedding, it's like seeing an uncle, you know, like that's how me and Keith grew so close. And the fact that he could be proud and happy for me at the end, um, was an opportunity that I won't take for granted. Like being able to spend that quality time with him on the beach and getting to know him, uh, in a way that I feel really, really privileged now, you know, to be able to experience him in that way and be able to have that part of his life, a part of mine. He was an amazing guy. And, um, you know, like he made that season so good. We had so so many highs, some lows as well, losing challenges, winning challenges. We had tacos together. And Mm -hmm. I just want everybody to remember how awesome he was. And, uh, you know, and that's it. Yep. He was worried about, uh, Wesley. Uh, he was having the taco overload. Yes, exactly. Oh my God, me, Wes, Keith, and I mean, us five together were like the best team ever. I don't think anybody could ever beat us with Reed, Jeremy, Wes, and mm-hmm. Keith. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was so much fun. Yeah. All right. Well, Natalie, thank you for making some time to talk about Keith. Uh, you want to just uh, let everybody know how you're doing outside of all this? Yeah, you know, um, I'm enjoying Survivor, which is crazy. Now I'm becoming a Survivor fan because obviously when I first got on the show, I never watched Survivor. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm enjoying the season. Uh, uh, and yeah, my life is pretty boring unless I'm on a reality TV show, just the same stuff, training, training others and uh, living a pretty chill life besides. Uh, and I'm waiting for another opportunity. I'm waiting for redemption on that two million. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be great. Uh, well, we would love to see it. Natalie, uh, always so nice to uh, get to hear from you. And uh, yeah, hope- I miss you, Rob. Thanks for chatting. You too. Yeah, hope hope you and Nadia are doing good. Okay. Oh yeah, thank you so much. All right, take care, Natalie. Okay, bye. Bye. All right, I'm here with Andrew Savage, and Savage, of course, played with Keith in Survivor Second Chance. Uh, Savage, thanks so much for coming on to talk about Keith today. Yeah, Rob, happy to be here and thanks for reaching out. Uh, it's tough, tough uh, news, devastating news, but uh, and I just really appreciate your putting this together. It's very heartfelt. The, thank you. And you had some uh, really heartfelt comments about uh, Keith that I had seen uh, this week as well. So I, I know that this was an especially tough loss for you. Yeah. Yeah, we were, uh, we had some uh, really deeply felt moments in Cambodia that I'm happy to share uh, with you in the world, the survivor world. Um, yeah. So you know, early Cambodia, Bayan tribe, and we had a couple of uh, ham- hammocks, those fishnet hammocks, and I'm hanging out in a hammock by myself. And I think it was day two, Keith rolls over and in his perfect accent says, uh, you know, Savage, I, uh, I'd like to get to know you. And, uh, is that okay? And I said, yeah, you know, grab this hammock next to me. And, uh, so I, and I broke the ice and said, Keith, you're a hero. And in typical Keith fashion, he said, uh, he said, you know, golly, Savage, you must be mistaking me for someone else. I said, no, you're a hero. You're a firefighter. You save people's lives. You've gone into buildings, burning buildings and saved children. And you've saved homes for folks. And he said, well, golly, Savage, uh, you're right. I've done those things. I appreciate that you think I'm a hero. And then Rob, for the next hour, two hours, he regaled me in a very Keith humble way with stories of his decades-long career as a firefighter, as a, a, a captain, a fire captain, and literally running into burning buildings, saving kids and people. And, wow! And that's who he was. Like he was a, a, a living hero, and um, was just so humble. He would never brag, of course, but but we had. And for the next three hours, he told me these stories, and then we just bonded over love of family. He's a huge family man, as you know, and as a, as am I. And that's the most important thing in my life: is family, and my kids, and wife. And he's the same. And here's two guys from completely different. You couldn't get yeah. different walks of life. Me and Keith Nail, and uh, and we just had this brothership, this this commonality, and it was one of the most beautiful, deeply meaningful things that I took away from my time in in Cambodia. And it was because of who he is just uh uh a hero yeah thank you for sharing that that's uh really a- amazing to uh hear because i have not really heard a lot about like his uh career i knew he was a firefighter but i hadn't heard a ton about you know um his career yes and that's again who he was he's so humble he'd never brag but you know for 
25, 30 years, he was a fireman and going into burning buildings and just saving people and making people feel safe and, and saving their homes. Just incredible. So there was a couple of days later, I'm uh, just on the beach hanging out by myself and Keith comes over and we are on this beautiful beach and it was a pumping surf that day. And he said, Savage, you like waves? You scared of waves? I'm like, dude, I love waves. And I said, why isn't anybody in the ocean? It's like, I don't know. Why don't you and I go, you know, hang out in those waves together? So we, we went out a long distance and hit the wave breaks and we're just playing for like 10 minutes and you know the drill on survivor no sound booms can get out that far so the producers got livid that keith and i were bonding in the ocean they couldn't catch it uh with their sound boom and so they're waving to us you guys separate and you know mm -hmm. get away from each other come back in and keith said savage let's just totally f with them and keep doing what we're doing and drive them crazy so for an hour we were surfing in the ways body surfing and hanging out and driving the producers batshit crazy and it was just the funnest thing <laughs> yeah that is funny i i didn't know he was a rebel like that oh yeah yeah no he was just terrific one other thing i'll tell you two other super quick stories is so i get voted out of cambodia complete blindside thank you wentworth you know <laughs> uh you know vote for wentworth doesn't count great Great uh, scene with probes, mm -hmm. but because I was blindsided, had no idea I was going home. I thought there's no chance I'm going home with our alliance. I didn't bring any of my stuff, right? So my Armani suit, and I had these uh, really cool uh, Under Armour uh, Spank boxers that were great because yeah. they stayed on. Everyone's dropping a ton of weight. Anyway, so the next tribal, uh, Keith inherited my boxers, and he, I, we'd be. Uh, I was on the jury, and Keith would point to my boxers and he'd give a thumbs up, like thanks. And then when he was voted out, he came up to me in a, a typical, super humble fashion. He said, "Savage, I just want to thank you for those boxers. They're the greatest things I've ever worn. I don't chafe. I don't do nothing. I'm going to go buy me a bunch of these when I get home. They're amazing." <laughs> and it was, it was just, you know, and those the little things out there, Survivor. When you're literally dying, and a pair of boxers, he didn't have boxers, and he had those old jeans that were yeah. ripping him apart. It was just. Uh, <laughs> That was Keith. It was the coolest thing. One last, super last. Yeah, go last I mean, thing. You, 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 take as much time as you want. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we're in uh, Ponderosa hanging out and uh, with the whole crew. And I look around. I'm like, where the heck is Keith now? And I look around the edge of the jungle. And he had picked up a tray of beers, gone to the edge of the jungle. And there's all the workers there. They're cleaning out debris and stuff and working hard. And he just sat down over there with the plate of beers, gave them all a, a beer and, and told them to just take a break and let's get to know each other. <laughs> and that's, that's Keith now. Like he, we was looked he authorized to Anglo. do that? <laughs> no, no. I mean, and these guys spoke broken English. I mean, they're super nice, humble guys. And Keith spent a couple hours with them, kept bringing them beers, getting them a little tipsy and just getting to know the local folks. And that's the big heart. That's who he was, right? Yeah. Just humble and kind. And, and he was fascinated uh, by human nature. Just wanted to get to know, to get to know people. Yeah. That's really fun. Um, Savage, anything else that uh, you want to tell us? Any uh, other fun stories from your time with Keith? Just uh, the last thing is, uh, you know, he's uh, iconic in Survivor sure. and in Survivor super fan you say Keith Nail and he's a fan favorite and and what I loved is uh we'd be scheming me and Jeremy and and uh Tosh and then Keith would come walking over to and he said savage are we good 
you stick to the plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every time, every time, stick to the plan. I said, yeah, Keith, we're going to stick to the plan. You're good. Don't worry about it. anything I need to know. Tribal. I said, no, here's who we're, we're going to vote out. You good with that? Yeah, I'm good. I will stick to the plan. <laughs> it was just heartwarming, you know, so we'd figure out what, who we're going to vote. And then Keith would just walk over and it was just this heartwarming. Here comes Keith. He's just going to check in. And, uh, and then, you know, he also, I just want to be super clear. If folks don't remember this, he's one of the greatest athletes to ever play survivor. Like his, uh, fine motor skills, his hand eye yeah. coordination, his reflexes phenomenal. And you wouldn't guess it, but he, you know, Joe Anglin, one of the greatest com- competitors, uh, in challenges, Keith was better in those fine motor skill moments. Just no one could beat him. Just mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. And, and his stamina. And well, he's he also beat Joe you know, uh, in uh, like <laughs> when did. Joe got voted out. He, they, they were, they were head to head. Yeah. And Keith was, you know, could be Joe's dad. He's, he and I are two of the old, old farts out there in Cambodia mm-hmm. and uh, just a formidable, formidable uh, opponent and, yeah. and just a great courage. Um, and great spirit and just a, uh, a tough guy at yeah. the end of the day, super humble and kind, which what I loved about Keith. So we have a plaque in our kitchen that says, always stay humble and kind. So we raised our kids to be humble and kind. Uh, and they took to that and, and they're just beautiful human beings. And that was Keith. Everything about Keith was yes, courage and hero, but also just humble and kind, not an arrogant bone in his body, which, uh, I deeply appreciated. And, uh, yeah. So Jeremy told me, about his passing and no, at least I didn't know he had cancer and I know he didn't know until January, yeah. I guess, but it just, uh, it just rocked my world. I just, I didn't understand it. I don't understand it. And, um, we've lost yeah. some family members to cancer and it's, uh, just so tragic. And, but the beautiful thing is that the light of Keith nail, he will live in it, uh, forever infinity and just a beautiful soul. Yeah. Savage, thank you. That was really incredible uh, to hear some of those uh, Keith stories and definitely some stuff that I had never heard before. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's brilliant. And again, Rob, I can't thank you enough for doing this. And uh, yeah, the, thank and, you, uh, thank you. And every everything is uh, going. If you want to give an, an update for uh, everybody listening about how you're doing, uh, yeah, outside of so, the obvious, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I'm living the dream, right? So I'm a, a vice president uh, attorney at Adobe, the software company. So just, I lead a big team, having a blast and Adobe's an amazing company. But more importantly, on the, the home front, uh, you know, married 26 years, my soulmate, Steph, and she's an uh, interior designer and, and realtor in Northern California, just, and she's lighting it up. And the great news, uh, uh, our two daughters, Mackenzie is graduating in two weeks from Pepperdine Law School, and she's accepted a position. She's going to be a trial lawyer, a district attorney. And, uh, so she's incredible. And she's getting married, um, New Year's Eve. And, oh. uh, so we've got a beach, we got a beach house in the Bahamas. She's marrying her college sweetheart. who's in Josh is in med school now. And, uh, Congratulations. We're getting married at our, our, our beach house in the Bahamas. New Year's Eve is going to be, uh, fantastic. And then younger daughter, Skylar, uh, just finishing up her first year at UCLA law school. And, uh, she's, lighting it up too so i yeah. you know i i i tell you i tell my buddies that if i ever complain about anything they should punch me in the nose because uh life is beautiful yeah except uh for the the tragic loss of our beloved friend keith mail but <sighs> yeah, yeah thanks, well, thanks you, for asking yeah you gotta appreciate everything uh as as it's happening um 
Savage, thank 100%. you so much. And really appreciate you taking some time to uh, share some stories about Keith. Yeah, thanks for reaching out, Rob. Thanks for doing this. Deeply appreciate it. And uh, I love your move to the East Coast and, and the boys. Everyone's yeah, doing well. Thank and, you. Uh, it's great to, great to connect with you. Yeah. All right. Take care. All right, man. Cheers, man. Bye-bye. I'm here now with Kimmy Kappenberg, who, of course, played with Keith in Survivor Second Chance. And uh, Kimmy, I know, uh, very uh, sad circumstances, but uh, certainly nice to hear from you, Kimmy. Yes, thank you. Keith was always good for bringing people together, and he continues to do so, even though he's not here, that's Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. And I know you two must have had like a a very close relationship because, you know, I I just think back to when you two played on Survivor where, you know, I just remember where he he was willing to leave the game for you, Kimmy. I know. I know. Um, It's, you know, when you were out there, you feel even though you feel close to people, you never really know how close you could be to somebody. Um, and, you know, Keith and I, we had our moments, you know, he was living in Louisiana, I was living in Texas and, you know, we had our little Southern thing going and plus we were older than yeah. most of our, our castmates. I mean, I'm, I'm 50 now and a lot of our people were significantly younger than us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we had a little bit different perspective and family and, you know, whatnot, um, yeah. which is a little different for us. And, uh, yeah, Keith and I would have our talks and stuff. And so when he went and said that he would give up his spot because I had my boys, I mean, it was, I mean, it was very touching. It was very, um, it was very genuine Keith moment. Yeah. We didn't see a, a ton of like how your relationship was on TV. Can you talk a little bit about the relationship that you had with Keith? Um, yeah, I mean, Keith and I... You know, just like any of your survivor relationships, you you sit out there and you find something with somebody. And, you know, Keith had great instincts and stuff for being, you know, out in the outdoors with fishing and providing. And I was a provider for my family. So he'd be out there fishing. I'd be out there fishing. And, you know, that was something that we could bond over and do together. I mean, I remember I was out there and um, I found a fish. And it, like I was setting up nets. I was just obsessed with trying to get food for people just yeah. to distract from the game, keep myself busy and and out of trouble. Yeah. And so I remember there were a couple of times when I was like, Keith, I don't know what I'm doing over here, but you know, I had a fish that was caught in the net and I couldn't, you know, couldn't get it. And and Keith had to come to my rescue. I'm like, the fish is expired and it really hadn't. It was still alive. So <laughs> Keith, Keith, of course, came running to this damsel in distress. So, um, you know, Keith, Keith was good. And, um, there were times I remember there was a time when he was trying to make a fire Yeah, and he's sitting there and I'm just watching. And and this was like one of these like silly moments because he's trying to make a fire. And I think Jeremy was even trying to, and it was after, of course, the rain and and the monsoons and we're sitting out there and Keith's just looking at at the wood. And I'm like, Keith, we need to use the driftwood. And he's like, that driftwood is going to be too wet. It's not going to go and light up. And I was like, okay. And so I'm watching him for like 20 minutes and he couldn't do it. As soon as he left, I got the fire going. And it was the big joke that he's been putting out fires so long as a fireman mm-hmm. that he forgot how to make them. So we had a little laugh about that because it was just, you know, it was just one of those things when you're out there, 
you know, tired, hungry, frustrated, and everything's wet and you just couldn't make it, you know, you know, he just, he just couldn't get that fire going. And it was just the whole thing of, okay, well, you've been putting them out too long. You just forgot how to make them. Mm-hmm. So we had our, uh, our good moment with that. Um, but of course my favorite out there was when we won that reward challenge um, and teeth commandeered the tuk-tuk and took us out. For uh, so a ride. you were there for that one, right? Yep, that's whenever people, I talk about some of my Kimmy, favorite memories. People have talked about that so much this week of uh, that uh, they just remember him driving the tuk tuk. Can you t- tell us the the backstory on that? Like, how how did he commandeer the vehicle? Well, well, you know, of course we went and we had the, um, you know, we we arrive at you know the tuk tuk cafe via tuk tuk. Yeah. And so, of course, what's the first thing that all of us are doing? Well, we are all going to stuff our faces because, you know, it's a food reward. And it's I know for me, it was my very first survivor uh, food reward ever out of both seasons. So it was mm-hmm. like a really big deal. So we're all eating. And, you know, Keith is just, you know, we're looking after you're done eating and your food's starting to settle. Keith's just looking out there and he's like, oh, I'm going to go. I-, I used to ride a motorcycle like that. He went out there and, you know, jumped on and went and took it for a little spin. And then it was like, all right, friends, come on. Like he he felt strong and confident enough that he could ride it and maneuver it. And we just jumped in there and it was, forget it being like a great survivor moment. It was just a great moment in life. Yeah. You know, like we were just all buddies out there and it wasn't gameplay. <laughs> right. It wasn't anything. It was, we just stole some dudes, you know, took, took <laughs> on the beach. You know, it was like being like a, a silly high school kid again yeah. with no inhibition. And there was Keith, me and the ringleader. And the rest of us were like, yeah, yeah, you know, egging him on. And, you know, we just, um, it was just a great, great moment. You know, you had the wind in your hair and, sure. you know, it, it, it just like the happiness. It was just pure joy. If there was no food, nothing else, that moment was just an awesome, fun, spontaneous, goofy moment. And that is, you know, another genuine Keith Nail moment. Yeah. Did uh, the producers try to shut this down? I feel like that this is like a dangerous thing that's going on. Or it's like, hey, we've like uh, this, you know, does he know what he's doing? (laughs) I think that it was just... Um, I think it just happened all so quickly. Like when he first took off, they were like, okay, kind of like watching. And then there was no stopping us coming out there. I mean, you know, you had what, what was me, the Kellys, um, Joe and, and, uh, Sierra. Yeah. So you weren't stopping us. We were, mm-hmm. we, we were all just going, it was, it was just a mission and it, it was just so much fun. Like it was like, it was kind of like, you can't, like we're going and and let's face it we were on uh, on the tuk-tuk and Keith was halfway down the beach these guys would have had to run after us you know to catch up to, to tell us to stop so i think it was kind of one of those things well can't beat them join them and you know it probably made a great tv memory but um so you know of course you know they'll at that point you're going to go with it we already signed our lives away to go and <laughs> sure. participate on survivor so you know let me get eaten by a shark or let me go go get smashed up with a tuk-tuk. You know, it, yeah. it's, it's either way. You know, it, it doesn't matter. But yeah, we, it was just, 
It was that's classic. It was so much fun. It was a it was a great great genuine moment like the smiles that we had you know getting back to camp it wasn't like oh yeah we got food it was man we just had like a best a great adventure and and we felt like kids again yeah it's that's really really fun did you keep in touch at all outside of survivor kimmy yeah um you know after survivor initially when you're doing the um you know, when you when you do the reunion show, um, you get to see each other. And then there were some charity things. But um, I got to meet his wife for the loved one visit, too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Keith and I were both out there for the loved one visit. So, you know, he always talked about Big D. Um, and that was great to see, you know, that was the love of his life. And then, you know, sharing that with the um, loved one visit and the reward that we got. And then after we were on the reward, um, you know, it's like you you had relationships with, you know, not only the survivor player, but then like whoever their loved one was. Um, So then when outside the game, when we did give kids the world village, um, when we were out there for hearts of reality, big, big D was out there with him. And so we all just hung out there um i remember like we were at the hotel and you know this is like a year later or six mm-hmm. six eight months later and we're sitting out at the hotel and you know the hotel was like okay all you party people you gotta leave it's like 11 o'clock you know we're, we're closing up yeah and we weren't ready to close so there was a handful of us and keith and Dan- and big d included dana and some fans and we went outside in the parking lot we put chairs over and we made we put like one of our phones i think it was my phone we put like a fire you know um a youtube <laughs> yeah. continuous thing on fire <laughs> and we had you know we had some music and we just sat out there we're like well this is what keith and i were doing when we were out in cambodia yeah and, and keith was like yep kimmy and i we just sat out there by that fire because uh we were like, this is what it was like for us. So it's like, this is this is when you're going to experience what we did. And we just had this fake, you know, <laughs> the fire yeah. on the phone. Yeah, exactly. It was the U-log. And, and it was just a great, um, it was a great fun, silly moment to share with him, you know, like with, with his wife. So, you know, saw him there. And then, um, I don't know, I had... Uh, here and there, like I, ha- I had my cu- my cousin ran into him one time, mm-hmm. um, somewhere. Of all the people, like it was, ju- it was just so random. And uh, you know, so we ended up talking because it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I was on Survivor with Kimmy, and it's like, so we, you know, we talked. It's, um, you know, you love the people, and and you know this. We we all have our lives and we're in different parts of the country, sure. but the second that you get back together, you're still friends and you don't miss a beat and you still pick things up where you were. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's 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 just um, it's just one of those beautiful, beautiful memories that you have. Um, and Keith and <laughs> Keith and I. So when I the night that I got voted out, that he um, and he had offered to go and give me, you know, his spot. Yeah. You know, I was like, he well, Kimmy, said, I'll go back stay. to the house. Yeah. And, and it was like, well, no, you know, he'd, he would have a better chance of winning, you know, um, any challenge, you know, who's just in better physical shape than I was. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we also knew that 
whoever went home, if they if that person didn't win immunity, um, the one that stayed, they were going to come home the next night. And sure enough, it was because Keith came home the next night. Um, and so Keith and I back at Ponderosa, like we just um, we had some cocktails, <laughs> yeah, and, and and there was some you know you know there were some um, Cambodians that were on the island, and of course they don't speak English, you know some of them. But Keith went back in the woods by the huts, and he's like cigarettes, cigarettes. And got himself a pack of cigarettes. I think traded him a couple beers for a cigarette. And we sat outside under that moonlight, just like rehashing the whole, mm -hmm. not just the tribal council, but the whole thing together and just how crazy things change. It, you know, it's just split second. Everything changes. Yeah. You know, and he, and he, uh, I mean, heck, we, we must've sat out there for three hours, just down by the water with the, with the, ocean coming in and we we just sat there talked drank smoked and just it was like it, at that point like it didn't even feel like you were in the game anymore it just felt like you were chilling out on the beach with your friends like you could have been on any beach in any you know any one of the the, the states we could have been in florida we could have mm -hmm. been down on louisiana coast you know it just was just so natural and you know it was just a good friendship yeah can we is there anything else that you want people to know about Keith uh, who may only know him just from seeing him on TV? I mean, Keith just had a smile mm -hmm. and he, he made people, um, he just made people, people feel comfortable and, and welcome. And he was just a genuine guy. He loved his family, um, proud family man. And um, just, just a good egg, just a, a great human, you know? Um, and, but people saw that he just lit up a room and, uh, you know, again, I haven't seen him in several years, but you know, um, you still feel like something's missing, you know? Yeah. Cause you always think, Oh, there's going to be a reunion. There's going to be something. Well, now there's a piece of the family that's not going to be there. And, yeah. um, you know, my heart goes out to his family. Kimmy, Thank you so much for uh, sharing those stories. Uh, that was all uh, in incredible to hear, uh, especially about the the tuk tuk. Uh, that was uh, wow. Well, I'm I'm gonna remember that one. Yeah, it was it was a uh, I, I mean great. What a couldn't ask for a better person to share that with. Yeah, I hope that Keith right now. I really hope Keith right now is up in the heavens. With a tuk-tuk, you know, just picking up his friends and family that's gone before him. And I hope it's a long time before he sees any more of his friends that are down here. But when you get up to those pearly gates, Keith will be up there on his tuk-tuk with a free Buckle ride. Buckle up, yeah. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> yeah. And Kimmy, yeah. I know, obviously, uh, you know, terrible news about Keith. But do, can you share just an, an update on uh, how everything's going for you, for everybody who is, uh, you know, excited to hear from you on this podcast? Um, I mean, I'm doing great. I have a new career. Um, I'm a real estate appraiser. So oh, I'm nice. doing well because everybody, yeah, everybody's been moving down to Florida. So thank you. <laughs> You're keeping me busy with work. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just, you know, I've got my two boys, good gravy. They're 14 and 16. And they are, I think, 6'1 and 6'4. 
Oh, so wow. I have my two giant, yeah, I have two giant bodyguards that are still growing. And um, yeah, Car- but, but Carter and Cannon have both tried meat now. So um, uh, okay, they're not, they're, they're not the pescatarians they were, but they still, they're like, they're, there's some stuff they like, some stuff they don't. And then, uh, yeah, I'm dating. I've been seeing somebody for about four months and. So home is good. Yeah. Life is good. I just, just, you know, my 16 year old just got a car. Mm-hmm. So I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm proud mama, but I'm also sad mama. Cause that means my baby's growing up. They're getting big. Yeah. Um, well, They're Kimmy, big. Kimmy, thank you so much for uh, making some time to uh, share your Keith stories with us. Of course. Of course. Um, yeah, I hope that I get to talk to you again and it's just because we're celebrating something. Yeah, okay. Well, that would be great because uh, that it's just, you know, super fun to hear your voice and uh, hear from you. So uh, I do hope that we can. All right, awesome. All right. Well, best of luck to you and your family and everything. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bye, Kimmy. Okay, bye, babe. I really appreciate Kimmy coming on. You could hear just how broken up she is, especially. uh, But I really am also so glad that we got to hear a firsthand account of what it was like to be on the Tuck Tuck that day with Keith Nail. So that's just such an all-time story and so cool that we got to hear a little bit more about that. I also have one more message that I got from a survivor. I have a message from Josh Canfield, who played with Keith in San Juan del Sur. And so let's hear from Josh Canfield. Hey, this is Josh Canfield from Survivor San Juan del Sur. And um, I just want to share a little bit of a memory I have of Keith. Um, A lot of you might have seen uh, a short amount of it. It was when we were on Exile Island. And I think they showed probably like three or four minutes of us together on the show. But, you know, we were there together for 24 hours. And I just, that was the first time I met Keith. And I was fascinated by him. And he just brought me so much joy. We came from just completely different walks of life and different experiences in life. And he was so warm and so open to learning about my life. And I found that, um, really encouraging and, um, surprising, I guess. And I don't know why I was surprised, but he had a real interest in me and an interest why Wes had sent us there together. And, uh, he knew that if Wes sent us there, that there was a reason we were supposed to be there together. And I just remember having the best day with him and he constantly had me laughing and enjoying the time on exile. It, um, it was actually so much fun. And I, um, I just wanted to share that. I didn't know Keith that well. And, you know, we hung out a little bit after the show, but, um, I always just admired him and respected him. And I'm just, uh, heartbroken. Um, about what's happened. And I just send all my love to Wes and Big D and the whole family. Thanks to Josh for sending in that message. Personally, 
I only remember meeting Keith in person uh, just the one time. I was on the red carpet of Survivor Cambodia and uh, Josh Wiggler and I were doing interviews there on the night of the finale. And he was the first person that I talked to that night on the red carpet. And uh, we had a uh, really, really nice chat. I always appreciated the times that I got to speak with him on the podcast I got a couple of clips also that I wanted to share. So uh, you've heard uh, some of Keith's friends speak about him, but I had a couple of moments that I thought were pretty fun to share about Keith uh, from Keith himself. Back when Keith was competing to be on Survivor Second Chances, Wes set up a time for Keith to have Keith come on the podcast and uh, campaign. Keith talked about how, yes, he is Keith, and uh, he actually lives in Keithville, and we asked him about that, and he explained a little bit of uh, how that came to be. All right, one more from Patrick who wants to know, can you explain how you ended up in Keithville, Louisiana? Do you live in Keithville? I got to, Rob, and funny thing about it, to me, I live off Keith Road in Keithville. <laughs> so, I mean, it's Keith. Now, did you, you go down there? Keith? <laughs> yes, I, I was in Shreveport, just a little bigger town, but so I kind of got out of Shreveport. I worked for the Shreveport Fire Department, but I live in a little town called Keithville, and it's off Keith Road. So that was a pretty slick deal there. I didn't have that planned either. <laughs> so you, that was not a plan that you stuck to? No, that's a plan way before me. Okay. <laughs> I'll share in the show notes uh, all the different times that uh, we spoke to Keith on the podcast. It wasn't many, but uh, they were memorable, certainly, when he appeared with us. Uh, the last thing I want to share with you here today is a clip from Talking with T-Bird. Back in 2021, we ended up doing the top 40 countdown of all of these Survivor seasons. And so we tried to coordinate some uh, Talking with T-Bird interviews at the time that we went through the different seasons. And during the week, we watched San Juan del Sur, of course... T-Bird, as only T-Bird can, uh, set up a great interview with Wes and Keith. I will link to that in the show notes if you want to hear the full interview with Wes and Keith. And a lot of the discussion was about how Wes was having a baby uh, and uh, Keith was uh, going to be a grandfather. And so we uh, got into a little bit about, you know, uh, Keith as a dad and uh, what he could teach to Wes. This is from that Talking with T-Bird conversation. Uh, Keith, you have any uh, dad advice for Wes? Oh, my gosh, Rob. Well, that was, a, that was an answer you needed. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Be around. Yeah. Be around. Well, be, you two have such him. a close relationship. I don't think that there's a, a lot of uh, fathers and sons that uh, are seem as close as the two of you are. I think that that's a, like a very small amount of people that are listening uh, probably have a relationship uh, with their uh, w with their parent uh, the way that uh, you two seem to have. Well, thank you a lot for that. And that's, that's really encouraging. I mean, appreciate that. Yeah, be yeah. around. I mean, be around. I mean, you know, ball games, golf, hunting, fishing, what, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. whatever this guy likes. He, he might be a ballerina for all I know, you know, so just be around. 
That's great advice. Good advice. Thanks. Excellent. Excellent. Excellent advice. And there you have it. That's Keith Nail from Talking with T-Bird. And of course, if you want to hear more about that, you can uh, listen to the full podcast. I just want to thank everybody who uh, listened to this podcast uh, to hear about all of these um, great stories about Keith. And thanks to everybody who I spoke with on uh, this podcast. To any members of the Nail family, uh, Wes and Big D especially, I really, uh, my heartfelt condolences. I lost my father uh, at a very similar age uh, to Keith. And so I uh, totally uh, empathize with everything that you're going through right now. I really want to thank any members of the Nail family. Thank you for sharing Keith with us and letting us get to see just what an amazing person. Uh, He's such a beloved figure in Survivor lore and somebody that we're all just going to remember forever. And as so many people talked about on this conversation today, just uh, one of a kind. Uh, There will not ever be another Keith Nail. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I appreciate you taking some time out to listen to this tribute to the wonderful Keith Nail.